Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations with some of the most successful CEOs, sales leaders, and home improvement professionals. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, tearing off roofs, I had no idea about what went into making a home improvement business successful. Now, having met with thousands of contractors, helping them adopt technology, and watching them grow, I'm excited to invite them on to share what's made them successful, what they're doing today to stay ahead of their competition, and the advice they have for others. On this episode, I'm joined by Martin Pettigrew, owner of Monarch Roofing. As an award-winning GAF Master Elite contractor, Monarch Roofing is on a mission to take the con out of contracting. Martin's built a culture focused on positivity, centered around their obsession to help homeowners and their community. From their Roofs for Troops program to the delivery of snacks and treats to firefighters, police, and hospitality workers, Monarch Roofing puts their words into action. With lofty goals and an experienced team, Martin knows the sky's the limit. I'm excited to have him on, so let's get this show started. Hey, Martin, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Tom. They're glad to, to be here and be part of your, your great show. Um, it's an honor to be here, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I've, I've followed you for uh, the last, gosh, I don't know, three, four, probably four plus years, and uh, seen a lot of great stuff. I've seen a lot of consistency, which I think is awesome. Uh, I know a lot of people... Um, you know, set out to, uh, you know, increase their brand awareness and, and, uh, uh, continue to post really great content. And so kudos to you for, uh, you know, saying really consistent throughout that. But before we really dive into this, I want to, uh, you know, let our listeners know a little bit about who you are and, and how you got started in, in roofing. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, I mean, it, it does feel like I know you for, for a long time, which is great. <laughs> Um, you know, seen you in IRE and the different places all the time. So it's been uh, awesome and you're very involved with the contractors. Uh, but we started, uh, already 13 years ago. Um, I'm, I'm from Canada, the French part. You hear my accent. I'm, I'll, if you don't understand everything I'm saying, you repeat no problem at all, man. But I've been here <laughs> in US for, for a long time, almost 20 years now. Um, the reason why, and I played golf. That's what got me to, uh, United States. I had a scholarship to golf in college. I uh, came to uh, Pennsylvania, St. Francis, graduated from there, moved to Myrtle Beach, played some more golf. But uh, golf industry, like any professional athlete, uh, any uh, sports, it's very, it's very hard. Everything is hard, but it's very hard. And I couldn't really make it. I was working day and night. You know, I was working uh, the golf course, making six ninety an hour, working at a pro shop, and then working at night, parking cars as a valet. And, and, and I couldn't make means. I couldn't find time to do to play golf and you know again the golf it, it, it's such a, a difficult uh, sport to, to, to pierce anyway um but what happened there um it was it was crazy and i started parking cars i was working three i was working two three nights a week sometimes four nights a week and then i couldn't barely pay my bills right i couldn't barely pay and make my rent and these guys would come in and party three four nights a week so i was in my mid-20s and i would meet guys that are same age as I was, but they would drive Hummer. They had big F two fifty diesel. They were, they really were making it. Plus, they were going out. I'm like, how can you make? How much money are these guys making? The lifestyle. They were like rock stars to me. I'm like, what's going on? I can't even pay my bills. And these guys are. And I got a college degree. I feel like I'm doing well. And then these guys are just blowing away. Um, but you know, that was 2007. So that was a big uh, opportunity for me. And I saw it. I said, well, all right, all these guys can. And do so well, and I knew they know too much about construction, but I knew that contractors work day, uh, sun, sun rise to sunset, you know, it was long days. And I know they go, they were going, um, home about two, three in the morning. There's no way they could be up, you know, 
uh, consistently every day to serve uh, the community and do the right thing for homeowners. So that was a little bit of eye-opener. Before I knew what, what was going to happen, the economy crashed. It was a disaster for, for all these contractors. They kind of all vanished, right? After a couple months, there, I, I wouldn't see them uh, again, you know. So, um, But it was a great opportunity to see uh, an opportunity in the industry by, by serving people. Yeah, that's great. Really interesting story. I, I don't know if you've ever seen this. I just actually saw it the first time the other day, but there's this, uh, I think it's somebody on TikTok and he goes around asking people in really nice cars, what do you do for a living? And, uh, <laughs> and it sort yeah. of sounds like your story and <laughs> your valet in cars is like, what, yeah, what do you do? <laughs> that's great. Yes, and, and he drives that little car right behind the, the, the scene. That, that, that was me with my my, uh, my, my Cadillac, a uh, little oldie for sure, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, fu- the funny thing was, I think one of them did say they're, they're in roofing. Uh, so I thought that was funny. And then, and then he asked somebody else and he's like, man, I'm the valet. <laughs> so I feel like that, that could have, that could have been you, Martin, you know, like <laughs> nice yeah. car. And they're like, Martin, what do you do? And, and tell him you're the valet. But no, it's, it's really inspiring. So h- how'd you learn about roofing and, and I guess, you know, business in general? Like, so I didn't really know about roofing or construction. I didn't really know what I was getting into at the beginning. Um, I just knew that I needed to make a change. You know, there was not the, you know, my path that I, I've been on. And I didn't see any value in, in the golf industry. I just I just felt like to make it to head pro or anywhere, I would have to spend 15 probably years before I would get it. And, and that was not, for me inside, uh, was not really uh, my, my passion. And I, I felt like I could not really make an impact. I want to feel... Like I could make an impact without realizing it, but in my own ways in some some lives, you know. But I really saw that if these guys are staying up to two, three in the morning, there's no way they can serve the, the society or the community properly. So, and that's what I found out. I found out that these guys, they told me, hey, Martin, if we get a job and we mess it up, it doesn't matter because we'll get another one. There's so much work out there. We get begged to do the work. So that was not right. And when the economy crashed, all these contractors, again, they went out of business. So there was a lot of work undone and people were just clean, right? They, they couldn't make it. Um, so there was a lot of people that left without a good product. So that became kind of my, until today, my, my chip on my shoulders to, I need to get all those contractors out of business. I've got to get the con out of contractors. So um, it was a little crazy for sure at the beginning. It was not just roofing. We did a little bit of everything. You know, we did a little bit of siding, a little bit of framing, a little roofing um, to make means. I really did not know, but I put in the million hours, you know, like everybody else, everybody starts a, a business construction. They know how much it takes, but my environment was good. It was just me. Right. So I could really put in the time and learn um, from the bottom, you know, driving job side to job side, look at job box, calling the contractors on the permits, uh, trying to get anything done. And my speech was very simple. Like whatever you guys need, I'll do it. I'll help you. Um, I didn't really have any, uh, um, specific things that I knew I didn't know anything right so but the roofing came in big because roofing can really help homeowners um, you know yes got a great quote right protect what matters most and I really uh, I'm big on this because I really want to help homeowner get what they deserve the best they deserve to have a good service they're paying for it they deserve to get uh, a good service good warranties and uh, um, a good installation you know and that's what we want to provide the best for uh, those homeowners yeah, it's it's really good. I I love the fact of uh you know putting that homeowner first and and catering to their uh, needs and making sure that those are met. I'd love to know a little bit more about you know so so you get in here you you decide to start a roofing company, you come up with the name Monarch Roofing, 
Uh, I know there's a little bit of a, a story behind that, but I'd love to know, you know, wh what is Monarch Roofing today? And, you know, how did it grow to where it's at? Um, Monarch, yeah, we're, we're three locations now. We have Wilmington, Myrtle Beach, and Hilton at Allen. Um, again, it's uh, the passion to, to I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm obsessed with our customer. That's all I'm thinking about. How we can serve better, how we can serve better, how we can serve better. We come up with new ideas, new, um, with a team, a team of leadership is amazing. Um, but how we can help better uh, the community, uh, we give back a lot. Um, but it keeps adding on, right? The, the difference is, is uh, the, you know, you talk about um, before the interview success. You know, the success is a marathon of consistency worked out every day with massive action. So we consistently are working ourselves and getting better. Um, and we put in a, a, uh, a cap that it's not reachable. We're thinking, and I think it's going to happen. It might not be Mark, but it's really going to happen the next few years with technology. And you've seen it hands first with your with your career that technology is so powerful right now that I really believe one company is going to be uh, all locations and all states, you know. So we think in 50 states. We keep reminding ourselves we're not stopping until we get 50 states. So whatever we do, actually we're doing, it's got to be at that level, those standards that are really, really big. Even though we only have three locations, we're still thinking our actions got to be 50 states. We've got to get better. We've got to be obsessed with uh, with the customers daily so we can we can grow yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of companies want to grow, and uh, a lot of them think too that that technology can be a, a magic bullet. But but I think really, uh, you know, to your point, what you're doing of of getting the process right and getting the right people in place, that is what will allow you to scale. And and technology will sort of act as that accelerant that will help you get there. Um, but you have to have the right processes and the right the right people in place. How uh, you know. What is your what does your staff look like at Monarch Roofing? Because I know you've got uh, a wider range of people. I, I I see all the content you're putting out, and I'm assuming that's that's in house, but it, but it might not be. And I, I know you you know recently hired a couple you know full time trainers, and so I'd love to kind of know you know what that structure looks like within Monarch Roofing. Okay. Yes, uh, it, we're trying to control more as much as we can. It seems like every activities or action we can control ourselves. Um, turned out to be the way we wanted. Maybe it's selfish, but uh, the training uh, it was a huge component for this year. Uh, the trainer, uh, it's a new position that we started uh, last year. Our goal was to get all the process procedure in writing. But once you have all the process and procedure, a little bit like technology, it's great to have technology, but if you don't have anybody to teach it and how to utilize it, it doesn't really do anything. Um, same thing with the, the trainer. So we had process for 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 everything we're doing from a to z man it's, there's like 42 steps of um the entire from the first phone call coming to the office to the last uh, walk through our, our profit analysis with accounting so we we put that in place and then we have two trainers that are phenomenal that are making a huge difference to educate employees how and how the process works um teaching about the crown what it means what's our values what we believe in and why we're here um but i think one of the key that you mentioned that that's killer is the uh, you know the, the mindset that's not about money you know we really got to make an impact um, if, if whenever like like 50 states well I don't want to go to 50 states just to because it's fun for or attractive for money that doesn't matter I want to do it whenever we're ready to grow another level which I think we're, we're around the verge right now I feel like the last year was was critical for process this year was critical for the training. I feel that now we embarking in an area where we can be duplicable, uh, which is very exciting to me. But again, it's not—it's not the money. It's really 
the passion to help and passion to put our customers as number one priority. Yeah, tell me tell me more about that. You mentioned the uh, the the crown acronym, and I, I know uh, there's a story behind that. So, can you give us a give us a story behind that and let us know, you know, what does crown mean and and why is that important? Okay, so the, the crown started with, with our logo, logo microfilm. Uh, when we started, like uh, it was 13 years ago, we didn't have an office uh, or anything. Again, a lot of people can relate to this. I was working on my my car at that point, my Cadillac, uh, <laughs> my old Cadillac car. Uh, pull, pulling shingles and, and pulling trailers with this—it it was, uh, was a disaster. But Martin, how'd you, uh, how'd you put a ladder on the Cadillac? <laughs> 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 hey, it was not ready. <laughs> the back seat was going down, so I could sit in between the seats. And <laughs> not a forty-four ladder, though. I guarantee you. <laughs> right, right. Um, but we, um, yes. Yeah, so I went to FedEx uh, Kinkos. That's where I was using it in my office, basically, and then. I, my uh, presentation is that our customer were going to be contractors, general contractors mostly. So I was assuming that, you know, totally stereotyping the entire industry, right? White Americans, they're probably Italian-based, you know. I don't know too much about it, but I'm, I'm assuming these things, right? So I'm typing in uh, the best on Google Translator, and I put it in Italian, and uh, Monarch, Monarchy came out. So I loved it, and it said Kingdom, the best kings. So I took that and use it for Monarch, and that's what we came out with the Crown logo. So the king, the best roofing company, you deserve the best. And that's where we came out with the, uh, the the Crown acronym. I was looking for something where we can put our value and something that we can see every day, that we can remind ourselves that whatever happens, we can always go back to. In the Crown acronym, the, the C is for consistency, R is for real, O is for own it, W is for winners win, and no, uh, N for no excuses. Yeah, I love it. I, I love that it that it you know ties into the values that that you have. That's great. So now, do they? You, I think you mentioned in in the training. I mean, that's is that something you look for in hiring? Is that is that a, you know a piece of of the entire business, or or where does that fall in? Yeah, everything we do. My favorite is no excuses because we can the temptation right all the time in meetings or any anytime you meet or even if you don't have you nobody around, you know, you can come up with. Um, you fail at something, you can come up with an excuse. So it's really easy to always say, hey, well, believe in what? No excuses, right? So it's easy to keep everybody like reminded that, hey, we gotta, we got to believe in no excuses. we got to make it happen. Um, so it's really helpful. So when we do interviews, a lot of times we hear, hear uh, people, whatever position into, they come up with excuses during, even during interviews. So that's a really red flag for us uh, because we know it's not going to work for what we believe into. Um, in interviews, it's it's hard, right? It's harder to interview. So we're trying to get people to come and work with us whenever they go into the third interview, fourth interview, so we can see them a little bit in action and interact with our guys. But uh, we interview, man, we interview, you know, 50, 60 people in Zoom every um, every week. You know, we do interview 15 minutes interview. It's it's been it's been crazy the wow. amount of interviewees because we're really selective on, um, you know, we don't hire you know, that many roofers, it's mostly um, people that we train into um, becoming what, what we're looking for. But they got to have the, they got to have the heart, you know, that's the most important part. They have to have the mindset. Yeah. T- tell me more about uh, this Monarch University. I'm curious on, on what that is and, and, you know, how it ties in. Yeah, you started the Monarch University uh, last year. The mindset of it, started creating it, the, the path. 
Um, but really, it's, it's making a big impact. Like, think about it. Any anybody that owns a business, okay, you hire somebody. What's the, you know, it's great. You hire somebody that's got a lot of talent. They're skilled. They can't do the job. But we're always thinking like, I need to hire somebody that's got a ton of experiences. They just come in and and start working, right? They want a perfect candidate. That doesn't, I mean, in our history. I don't think it happened once, right? So there's always a lot of training to learn your way, learn, and your way might not be the best, but your way works, right? So you want to do your way. So you have to find time to train them. But any, all the managers, all the employees, you cannot have an regular employee train somebody else because they're working. They're so busy doing their job. You can show them, but they're basically, they're, they have to get the job done. Otherwise, they're going to have to stay late, right? So they don't, they don't really have the time. It's not the right environment. To create training so we saw this as a huge uh issue in the company you know the first one was to do more interviews which we're, we're doing we hired somebody that's all they're doing it's a corporate recruiter that's all he does all day he, he interviews people set up interviews and then the second one is to train them so when they come in um we have the monarch university there's a crown training we go through the training uh with with mark and sharon that they're doing a phenomenal job there's uh three people in training this week and next week um, but just so whenever they go to different locations, if they're in Wilmington, they go to Myrtle Beach, they all come to Myrtle Beach. Um, when they go, when they're ready in a few weeks, then they know so much already. So the managers and other locations, they can put into, you know, they're so much more advanced to where we need to be. So they don't have to start from scratch. You can just fill them out onto where they at and depending on all the training went, um, fill them in. So. It's, we're not wasting time. We're not wasting talent. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that's that's exciting. It's really cool to uh, to have set that up and to see it see it blossoming. Uh, I'd love to know. You know, there's this quote that's attributed to you: "Positivity equals productivity." <laughs> what is that? What does that mean to you? Yeah, mindset is everything, and we got to stay positive. We believe in, in smile more, right? There's a problem. It seems that the bigger the challenge is, and it's a joke, but we say, you know, the bigger smiles are. So we embrace the challenge. You know, there's no problem. And it's all me an opportunity for you to, to bring value to your company, to your subordinate, to uh, anything you have. You know, we talk about leadership, and I know you're, you're a Marine, uh, Tom, which is, uh, you know, thank you for your service. That, that's amazing. You and your parents, you know, that that's uh, your dad. That's an amazing uh, story there, but yeah, how do you bring the value? You know, it's it's leadership, and Marines are, are unbelievable leaders. But it's to have a servant mentality to help others to grow. So if somebody says, "Hey, can you help me out with this?" You can't say, "Hey, it's not my job." You have to help him, right? You have to work later. You want to be the person that says yes. So every time there's problems, they come and see you. That value you're bringing to your the company, you know, your superior is going to see this. And they're going to get you opportunities to grow with the company. If they don't, then, you know, there's our opportunity somewhere else. You know, that's the leadership opportunity. They have to recognize you as a leader. And you're trying to help somebody else become better. If you're really good at it, uh, you know, there's no limits. We're looking for leaders all the time. It's not about what you know. It's what you do to help others grow. And the servant mentality, I'm huge on that. I feel like that's something that, uh, you know, we're so set in our own little um, channel that we forget about that opportunity to help others. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, uh, so oh, sorry, go ahead, Martin. Yeah. And I'm sorry so to be positive. You know, there's, there's uh, you know, we said no negation, no negative allowed. So you have a bad day. Um, I don't care. You, I don't want to see you at the office, you know, just stay home. I'll send you home. It doesn't matter. It won't hurt me. Everybody's got a bad day, but you can't come in the office and, and bring 
um, and negativity because it, it, it's contagious as much as positivity is. But stay, stay positive. It's negative. Go home. It's fine. Uh, you know, we'll make it tomorrow. Uh, but we gotta stay positive. People are there. They gotta want to be here. It's not a job. You know, we, we don't take you, you. You earn your right to be called a monarch maniac. It's not. I need a job. I'm gonna work here. Yeah, that's great. It, it's that uh, th- is that positivity then something that you're looking for when you're bringing on new team members, or is it something that's sort of an ongoing uh, coaching opportunity? Uh, it's a great question. I think they, they got to have it. They got to be positive. You know, in interviews, we see it right away. And in interviews, again, it's a little bit hard because nobody is really, it's a little bit like doing sales, right? People say, hey, you have to break the ice. You have to become a friend with the homeowner that you're talking to. But in reality, I feel like leadership is more important than actually be nice to the homeowner because the homeowner, who comes, who's ever sold anything that was not nice, right? You're always nice. You're going to try to sell something to somebody. So, your competition is going to be nice as well. So the thing that is the difference is people calling you because they have a problem, right? They have a problem. My roof is leaking. So it's more of a production transaction than an actual lead. They don't call and you say, hey, how you been, my best friend? Can you come out and look at my roof because I might have a leak? They're calling because they need service, right? So the leadership to go to educate, to show the process, what it's going to be, what to expect is, is very impressive, very important for for me, but as far as uh, you know, the uh, how can you identify somebody that's positive or negative? If they're negative in interviews, it's definitely a no. But most people, you know, there'll be in interviews, it's hard to to find that. But I'm looking more for leadership. If you have good leadership skills, everybody's pretty nice in general. Yeah, no, absolutely. I guess this brings me to my next topic. You know, Monarch Roofing is very big in in uh, you know what I would call cause marketing. And so you do, you know, I know recently uh, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October, you, you guys did a lot. Uh, in November, you know, you're helping veterans. I've seen uh, you, I've seen the team delivering donuts to firefighters. I think I saw a partnership or, you know, partnering up with Chick-fil-A for police. Uh, I know you, you guys did some stuff for the hospitality industry. Well, you know, what's behind the, the uh, you know, the, the causes that, that you uh, champion and, and how do you go about you know, not only choosing those, but, but, you know, you also incorporate that into your marketing. So I'd love to know kind of the, your thought behind all that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I'll start with the veterans because we're, we're entering a military uh, appreciation month, you know? Yep. Uh, so I want to talk to you about this a little bit. We, uh, we decided to give a roof for veterans about probably like eight years ago. Okay. So we, we were looking for different nonprofits to how we can donate back to uh, veterans, and we decided to give a roof for troops, uh, a free roof for a veteran. His name is Jack Martin. He lives in Conway, South Carolina. And then when we went to to his home, the first time I went there, actually Mike went there, he had a lot of problems. His roof was leaking. His wife was not doing well. Was, was sick. He had a lot of hospital spills, and his vehicle was not in good shape. Like he had, it, it was rough. Um, so we decided that he was going to be the veteran that we give the free roof for. And when we knocked on the door, we just told him about, um, you know, we're really grateful. We're all excited to say, hey, Mr. Morrison, congratulations. You win a free roof for veterans. Um, and he looked at us like, me? He says, no, 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 no. Somebody else does, uh, needs it more than I do. He did not want to get it. And he obviously needed it so much. Um, but what was amazing is the mindset, right? Like, so humble. They said that generation's a different generation, right? They're so humble. that He was a Vietnam uh, vet. Uh, so amazing the mindset. At that point, when I saw that, like he, somebody, nobody says no to free 
free money, right? Free roof. Well, how would you say no? So it was, it was, it was amazing to me. It really got me in my heart, and I knew at that point that we had to do more for the veterans. Um, that was somebody, and it's not because they need it; it's to recognize them. Because we do roof for troops again. We're trying to get some um, people to apply to get free roof. And it's very hard to get a veteran. We can, if you say tomorrow, I'm going to get a free roof to anybody, we'll get a thousand applicants. But somebody like this, the veterans, they don't apply for, for anything that's free, uh, to my knowledge, anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so that was, yeah, that was huge for us. Uh, we really got me um, to, you know, to push. And we go donate three, four roofs every year at least uh, to veterans. We appreciate that. That's that's really great of, uh, of you guys to do. So Very good. And, Sorry, Martin. So I'd like to, uh, we can certainly go back to that, but I'd like to understand, you know, you, you've got a lot of, um, I guess, quotes that, uh, that I see all the time on, on social media. Another one that, that comes to mind is a don't compete, dominate. I'd love to learn, you know, where that came from and what's behind that. Don't compete, dominate. We're, we're passionate about growth. Like I want to dominate everything. I want to do the best, the best, the best, so we can provide a customer with the best, uh, experience the best uh, warranty uh, customer service and, and the installation we know we can't do it and we want to crush everybody but we don't want to crush everybody we want to crush everybody that doesn't deserve being in our industry and like we talked a bit briefly like yeah the car not a contractor i really believe in this I'm, I'm i'm passionate about this um some contractors should not be in business they're not out there to do the right thing if they can like we're talking about like money uh, they got to be there to do the right thing for the homeowner. So I'm I'm really big on this. And at the same time, like people say, well, Martin, you know that, that you know, let's say I get a call. I got a call a couple months ago. I said, hey, I can't believe you guys beat us on this job. No, so I'm really excited that we got the job. But this guy, I said, you know, is it the only jobs you're bidding right now? Because we, you know, there's a lot of work out there. If you, you you're just micromanaging where you put all your eggs in one one place, which we do all in roofing. That's all we're doing. We put all the eggs in roofing, but. We've been in a lot of jobs all the time, constantly. Like, there's so much work out there. You know, you had to create your opportunities as well. So that guy, you know, that, that mindset is uh, it's a little bit like a negative, right? Like, we talk about being positive. But you can create so many opportunities. They're all out there. Don't, you know, there's no shortage of, of opportunities out there. So, you know, if you, everybody has a mindset of dominating, that's just going to raise the standards and who's going to benefit from it. It's going to be the owner. And that's all we're all about. We want to get the owner to have a better service. And they, the, the standards are going up every day anyway. So get with the wave, improve your process, your procedure, get better, and, and you know, create more opportunities. There's plenty of work for everybody. Plenty. You just got to get it. Yeah, you know, it's on that topic, I saw um, you had you had mentioned uh, or, or made a uh, video <laughs> about uh you know uh, sales reps being excited about one sale and you talk about you know how do you, how do you change that mindset to to not just focus on that one sale but selling through that to get three more can you tell me more about that yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> you know one sale i feel like it's it's almost too, too easy right you get one homeowner to you know you can cut corners and it happens a lot of time that salesmen they're just thinking about i gotta get that what have i got to do to sign this contract but they don't believe they don't get that Signing the contract, especially now, Tom, you get into a home, like with COVID going on, you know, there's not, homeowners don't call six or, you know, they, they call two, three contractors. A lot of times they'll call one, wherever, if they show up on time, they look professional, they have a, a good presentation, um, they're probably going to go with them. So you're not really, there's not much competition, especially now, but 
if you get the homeowner to sign there, that's, this is not enough. This is so, to me, it's not selling. It's too easy almost, right? So if you are a good salesman, what I'm going to be impressed about, it's not that you sold one. It's that you went through your presentation, you followed the process, you committed to it, you give big value to the homeowner. You show them what was wrong. You show them what the production is going to look like. You want to what 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 they can expect through the production. You really take your time with that person. You connect with them. There's six steps of selling we talk about. At that point, that homeowner is going to be it's going to get a wow effect. Then you have an opportunity to get three more out of it. And I, it's funny because uh, we had a home show, our first home show, one of the first home show we did in Myrtle Beach, and we always had a big booth. And one of the um, newspaper writers came to my booth and says, Martin, what, what are you doing here? I said, well, I'm sending out my show. Well, what are you talking about? He says, well, you, you obviously pay way too much money. How many leads are you going to get here? I said, well, I'm probably going to get 20, 30 leads. He's like, how are you going to get, so you're going to sell four or five on this? It, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like, how are you going to pay for this big booth? I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to get 20 leads, and I'm going to sell 60 roofs. And he walked away, of course, he's like, you're crazy, but I'm just, that's got to be the mindset cannot be just to get what you, it's in front of you. You got to want more and get three. That's how we create promoter. But that's really, I think that's really, you know, helping. It's not really selling either. It's just really helping people uh, for what their needs are. It's not, you know, I don't, I don't believe I sell anything ever. Just doing the right thing, be there, leadership. And, um, you know, one becomes three always. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I want to switch gears here uh, real quickly. I ask you one more question, then, uh, and I've got uh, a last question to wrap it up. So, how is how are you transitioning? You know, given the uh, the, the COVID pandemic, you know, what have you had to do differently? And, and uh, as a result, you know, what do you see changing in the future? Yeah, COVID has been affecting so many. Right, it's been uh, it's been crazy. It even affected us personally. I have a newborn. It's been she's born six, five months, six months ago now. So it was right when it started. So it was very, I missed the birth of my, my daughter, right? I had oh. to be zooming in, especially with the beginning. So there was a lot more scares than, than um, you know, le- less control, less knowing what was going to happen. But uh, it was, it was crazy. But what we've done, you know, again, you can be a victim or you can be a victor. Okay. So we can complain about it, cry about it, stop things, you know, but we started to do opposite and go all in. So whatever we could master, it's going to be a little harder to meet people, right? So we have share screen, we do Zoom with our customers. It's very simple. They just click a button so they can see us. Um, they control the entire uh, trans- uh, uh, communication with us. And also it's been huge. Um, like the secret here was to hire people. We've been able to do so many more interviews. We've been able to attract. Like I feel like construction in general is becoming sexy. You know, 2007, before that, 2000, 2007, there was a lot of people in the construction industry, right? It was really busy. It was booming. There was so many opportunities. Then everybody got scared. 2007, everybody went away from it. And I feel like there's a little bit of soreness from it, but people slowly are coming back. But now there's never been a better time. All the other, We get a lot of people from the hotel industry, tourist industry that are applying that really will not be attractive in any other situation. They're, they were not thinking about roofing. Like we're asking the questions, why did you pick, you know, my roofing or roofing industry? Like, well, I don't really know, but the job description is something I'm interested in, too, right? So they don't look for roofing. They look for, I want to do sales. I want to do um, uh, accounting. So there's so many positions and marketing doesn't matter. So that we took this advantage to learn about Zoom. I didn't know much about Zoom before that. 
or master Zoom, and we do a ton of Zoom interviews every week, probably, you know, 50, 60 interviews every week uh, to attract the best talent. And that's just placing the people in the right place. And now we have the trainer. It's huge coming in. A lot of momentum going positively um, right now. In the future, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be like this for for a little while. We're lucky a little bit with roofing, with outside, so it seems like it's not affecting us as much. Uh, but as, as an industry in general, it's affecting. So I'm sure there's going to be um, some some downturns a little bit in the, in the near future. Yeah, I think we're all becoming uh, Zoom Zoom experts. <laughs> uh, we, we've been forced <laughs> to adopt it. Um, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So I guess uh, as we we wrap this up here, I guess I have a two part question for you. you know. I think people are are uh, going to take away uh, the positivity that you're. Uh, you know, showing throughout this podcast and the stuff that you've spoken about. And so I'd love to know, you know, for those listening, how can they, um, uh, you know, learn more about, you know, having a positive mindset, um, you know, learn more about, you know, wanting to dominate and not just, you know, uh, go through the motions or accept, you know, what's in front of them, but to really thrive. And so this is a two-part question, you know, what can they do to help in that regard? And then uh, tying into that, you know, who are your influences? Who do you look to and, and where do you, um, you know, uh, look forward to learn and to continue to grow. It's a great question. And other than you, Tom, okay, you're my number one. But <laughs> other than that, before I look up to you, <laughs> it'd be, uh, you know, there's great, like, Roto Beach Rob or, or, or GM, he's huge on, on Kobe Bryant, the Mamba mentality. So he keeps talking about this every day, Mamba mentality. He's got posters, he talks about it, no excuse, get better every day, 1% better, just get a little bit better every day, everything matters. Um, is huge on that. So we got a lot of YouTube videos about, um, you know, uh, Kobe. And then I love uh, Grant Cardone. It's huge, right? The 10X rule, that book is, is massive for mindset of entrepreneur. Um, li- listen to a lot of uh, military, like extreme ownership from Jocko Willing. has a great book that I, I listen to a lot of his podcasts. He's, he's phenomenal about mindsetting. Um, and, and, and the crazy, if you want to go a little crazy, uh, which I love that mindset, it, it makes you feel uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't say that word, but it makes you feel little. It's David Goggins. Every time I listen to him, man, I feel like um, I can do a lot more than what we're doing right now. So it's definitely no excuse, no complaining mentality. Um, these were probably my, my my best. You know, I love Tiger Woods for sure since I played golf. And Tiger Woods always said, "Whatever you're doing today, there's always uh, you can always get better. No matter what, you can always get better." So yeah, those are those are uh, great influences for sure. Absolutely. Um, this is great. Uh, I think, uh, everybody's going to take away a lot from this. You know, I'd encourage everybody that's listening to go follow Monarch Roofing, uh, whether it be on, on Facebook or, uh, you know, Martin's LinkedIn account. Uh, those are all really great. Uh, you know, you, you guys put out so much good content, uh, that regardless of if you're in, you know, that, that South Carolina, um, you know, marketplace or, or I guess even Wilmington, North Carolina, but regardless of what market you're in, there's just some really great content that you're putting out that I think people will really, uh, uh take to. I know, you know, I, I see it all the time and I, I feel like I know you because of all the content you put out and, and all, <laughs> all the great stuff I can just follow along. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that. Uh, any, anything else that, uh, you wanted to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, maybe just a last point again. Thank you for you know doing this. And, and Tom, I always look up to you because you always want to do the right thing, man. And that, that means a lot. Um, and, and the same thing for all the contractors. You know, if it, you got to find something. You know, if you start, you if you're just getting started in construction, you know. And I know there's people that are much advanced, more advanced than that, that we are. 
Um, but, you know, you got to find something that you can make an impact in your community, in somebody's life, like doing a roof. Oh, Martin, are you impacting the world? In a way, yes, we're impacting the world one roof at a time to do it right for that person. They, they got to get what they deserve the best. So find something that's not like a, a lot of people I hear, young, you know, maybe younger generation that would say, uh, you know, I'm looking for an industry I can make money, but that doesn't work. It's, it's a, a paper fire, right? It's going to be going to get excited for a little bit. But you got to find something that is bigger. You got to impact the world uh, in your again in your own way. But you got to make a difference in somebody's life. Otherwise, it's uh, it's not strong. So, start on something that you can base your your your, your culture um, and influence others to help um, something positive. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, really appreciate it, Martin. Thank you for all that you do for the community and for uh, you know the roofing industry in a whole. I think you set a great example. Uh, so, really appreciate it and appreciate your time today. Thanks. Well, thanks so much, Tom. I appreciate you. Well, that'll do it for today's show. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode of Leaps and Bounds. If you did, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leaptodigital.com or follow one of our social channels. Until next time, see you.